Aquarius is a three-person business with nearly 30 years of entertainment experience between them. Them being local musician Zachary Perkins, local comedian Patty Dwyer, and local videography musician Dalton Verone, a.k.a. Daltanius. If you need help getting that song radio ready, getting the music video done, putting on the retelling of Othello for your sister's gender reveal party, they're here to help guide you and construct the pathway you need to put those ideas into real life. On Sunday, June 27th at the District Green on Howard and Biloxi, you'll find Zach and Patty hosting their monthly uh, music comedy and music open mic with mobile guest host and comedian power couple Craig Williams and Katya. Be sure to not only follow Aquarius on Facebook and Instagram, but also Zachary Perkins to stay in the know on his upcoming album, Inertia. Daltinius is dropping his second music video. And of course, Patty Dwyer for her upcoming features and showcases. And as always, um, this show is brought to you by that dirty motherfucker, BJ DeBlow. He knows what he did. Let's play the music. It is time for the Open Micers Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm Chris Farley. If you actually lived in a van down by the river, Jacob Craig. <laughs> and our guest tonight, or today, in the surprise, popping in on your replacement episode, we have Jenny Zagrino, who is coming. Hello. Hello, Jenny. And she is coming to Mobile uh, June 27th. Tickets are available now. We'll go ahead and put that link in the description. She also has the most handsome opener out of all of the openers in the entire world. Uh, Andrew Youngblood? No, 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 no. No, but just the most attractive opener that I have ever seen, personally. I believe, you know, maybe one of the... He's as funny as he is attractive. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. That is a good way to put it. It's it's me, guys. It's me. I'm going to be opening the show. It's me. I gotcha. And of course, you know her from Conan, Comedy Central, uh, Badass Bitches in History, I believe is the name of uh, the, the series you put on, uh, yep. Bad Santa 2, Fifty Shades of Black. Jenny, thanks for joining us. How are you, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. I'm, uh, you know, it's travel, touring, starting. Everything is like exploding at the same time. So how oh, does yeah. it feel to actually be, you know, a, a working comedian that people pay to see you? Well, let's hope that they do, right? Come on, Mobile, show up. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, the show in Mobile much... has, has a what? lot of tickets sold already, actually. Does it? I've had yeah. panic attacks. I haven't even asked. Do you know what I mean when you're like, I don't even want to know? It's giving me so much anxiety. I just want to show up and either be pleasantly surprised or quit. <laughs> right. Quit comedy forever. Have you, ever, uh, have you been, ever been to Mobile? I've never been to Mobile. I'm very excited. Uh, College, okay, so, right? Yeah, I think you'll uh, uh, I think you'll enjoy the music box. It's a it's a good venue. Um, we actually yeah. just uh, Jacob and I went and saw Sean Patton there the other night and uh, yeah, yeah. full Sean. house and it was uh, it was fun. It was great. He's great. Yeah, love Sean. Um, let's see, Mo- Mobile's kind of like off brand New Orleans. Yeah. It's like great. It's <laughs> okay. like great value New Orleans. Yeah, is, okay. is what downtown Mobile is like. Yeah, like you're going to get into some shit, but not that much shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like the, it's like the 365 to uh, Whole Foods, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly <laughs> like that. I decided, I, look, I wanted to show you guys I live in Los Angeles. So I, I pulled up <laughs> yeah. reference. 
I could have done the, you know, uh, Piggly Wiggly. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, or, or if you're a little more upscale than Walmart, it's it's the Market Fresh brand market fresh. to uh, that yeah. to to Target. That, you know, that's that's how it rolls. Let's see. Local analogy, it's the it's the Rouses to Whole Foods. How about that? <laughs> yes. We have yes. Rouses down here. That's yeah. our Whole Rouses. Foods. Price so, chopper. Um, Do you have a price chopper? One thing I wanted to ask you is, uh, how, like, when, um, when did you get started in comedy? Like, what, what was your plan? Like, did you um, imagine you'd be where you're at right now? Well, I was 15 when I took a stand-up class, mm -hmm. um, and like, kind of did it a little bit, and then at 18 did it a little bit, and then at 21 I was like, uh, okay, I'm gonna do this for real, and then I just never stopped. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. You just like, you don't think, I don't think, I never thought of it in terms of that. It just was like, cool, the next milestone, cool, the next milestone, cool, the next milestone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So you just kind of one step at a time. Yeah. Just taking yeah, everything yeah, yeah. as it comes. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, oh man, I made 50 bucks yeah. this weekend. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm, I'm still happy yeah. when I make like $10. It's like, holy yeah. shit, you're paying me? Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. So it's like, I think that uh, for me, you know, and then and then it does get to a point where you kind of plateau and you're like, well, what is the next thing I want to do? And then you want to do everything. And then that's the hard that's the hard part where like, right, you get to a point, um, you know, where stuff becomes all the stuff you want to do becomes an actual like it could happen mm -hmm. thing. And then you're like, but I want to do all of it. Like yeah. I want to write and I want to act and I want to produce and I want to direct and i want to also be a social media uh, influencer who shows a uh, side boob and i want to you know like i want to do it all so then what do you so then what do you do i think jacob's got that that market cornered with the, the, side, with boob? side, boob, the yeah. side boobs yeah uh, i subscribed to my only fans um nice. at van chris farley i don't know that's a shitty callback but um okay. Okay. i i i kind of i relate to you in a lot of ways because I, I I found in my research for this interview that 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 you did start doing comedy at 15. Uh, I started doing comedy at 17, and I I kind of started my journey at, at 14, writing jokes yeah. and actually got on stage at 17. So I, I definitely see where you're coming from. Like when you're at that age, you don't ever expect anything to happen, and then it all comes to you, and then you're like, yeah, no, I I now I need all of this at once. Like now I need more. Yeah. So I, I think that's kind of something that happens to people, to comics that start young, in my opinion. I, I think that's kind of a normal thing. Yeah, I think like I kind of grew up on Comedy Central. Like I remember when Comedy Central played stand, like legit stand up right. specials. Like I remember watching Paula Poundstone special. And I remember, uh, what was it? Like pulp comedy. Was it pulp oh, yeah. comedy? I think it was pulp comedy, yeah. Yeah. Before my time, like, I don't know. I remember watching Sinbad, like yeah. Sinbad. Comedy, <laughs> I, like, I love Sinbad. When I was man. like six, like I I grew up on that stuff and I loved it. So I think, you know, it was just like, this was the natural uh, progression for me was to go here. And I'd always been a storyteller in some form, either through songwriting or drawing comic books or something. So. 
Yeah, I didn't actually start my uh, comedy career until I was 40. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I always wanted to be a, a, a comedian. Like, I've always written comedy. Uh, you know, uh, like comedy short stories and stuff. I actually won mm -hmm. a, a state essay contest for for humor. Um, and like all kind credit? of stuff like that. I, you know, wrote Monsters Anonymous, all that stuff. And I never actually got on stage till I was 40. Because I spent most of my 20s and 30s playing music. So that was yeah. my number one passion. And then, you know, once I got kind of to the point where I was like, all right, I'm done trying to be a rock star. So I'm going to move on to something else. So that's when I... Were you a musician? Yeah, I, I was a drummer. Actually, still a drummer. I mean, I still play, but not like yeah. I used to. So backstory on Jason, he played drums for a band that was actually signed to Universal Records. And if you name like any 2000s rock band, Jason has a bad story about yeah. them. Oh, I love it. What kind of rock? What are we? What kind of rock are we talking about? Are we talking about Smash Mouth level rock? Oh, are we talking about like Corn? Or are we talking Metallica? So definitely Corn. Definitely Corn. <laughs> yes. Definitely not Smash Mouth. Like a little heavier than Smash Mouth. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I've been. I, so I was talking to my friend. I've been regressing very hard into um yes my. 14 year old days of listening to a lot of new metal a lot of like wait till you just, get my age and you're just like uh, man i listened to the stuff my mom listened to when i was a little kid like like <laughs> i'm I like trucking down the road listening to like you know lionel richie i'm like ooh, dancing on the ceiling i'm so <laughs> that beethoven baby yeah look i could i love mozart i will listen to mozart all day Schubert string quartets. I'm here for it. Okay. I love classical music. Don't but shit on it. People say that you should let your kids listen to Mozart, but I put on Wu Tang Clan. Believe in Mozart. Mozart. I'm from the Mozart. South. Mozart. I'm like literally surrounded by trees right now. There's a <laughs> meth lab down the road. I, can I love it. stuff like Haydn and Mozart and, uh, you know, the, just the classics, a little bit of a rock Maninov. Yeah, you know? You, know how, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know how they suggest that, you know, women when while they're pregnant should listen to Mozart and different uh, yeah. things like that. Well, I, I think Jacob's mom, like, put the, the speakers to her belly and played, like, Skinner. And things yeah, like that. And she also like smoked a, a lot of pot. Yeah. <laughs> she smoked a lot of pot while I was while I was inside of her. My baby's gonna love Skinner. <laughs> Pass me another cigarette. <laughs> My baby's coming out the womb saying, "Play Freebird." Do it. You guys are joking right now, but it's a true story. Like you're not <laughs> like nothing you're saying is wrong. But I, I'm totally opposite though. Like when DMX died, I put on DMX in the car. And my daughter's in the back seat barking. Oh, <laughs> like, you're raising her right. That's how it's supposed yeah, to be. Absolutely. Yeah, he's gonna be in these streets. Yeah. But um, okay. <laughs> so how far are you into your tour right now? Um, I haven't even started it yet. It starts tomorrow uh, in New Hampshire. Oh. In and New Hampshire. Hampshire, New Hampshire. And so then what's we the to, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Break down the route for us. Where where are so you? So it's hitting? Manchester, New Hampshire. So I actually started up here because I am kind of from Boston, and I have friends here, and it's been a while. So I was like, I'll come to Boston. I'll do this show, and then I was like, well, I'll be on the East Coast. And so I got uh, Coastal Creative in St. Pete, Florida, and then the next day we're doing Jacksonville, Florida, and then we're doing Pensacola, and then we're ending in Mobile. 
That's right. Yeah. I saw you got added to that Pensacola show um, with um, Doug Candy. I've never met Doug, but I do know Emily Dillon, who is on that show. Uh, yeah. I love her to death. She's so funny. Emily's great. That was, uh, well, that was, okay, so I had everything booked out. We were supposed to do Saturday, um, but there was like a mix up with the booking in Alabama. And he was like, let's do Sunday. And so I had this Saturday and I was just like, shit, I don't know anybody. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> anything about that area. Yeah. I'm like asking everyone, I'm like, anybody of anything I can do on this yeah. Saturday? Because you're like, I can't not be doing comedy. Just whatever you do, right. don't make fun of Florida as your first, first joke or you get rocked. Absolutely make fun of Florida. Like a, hey, everyone, I'm James and Grinnell. <laughs> Fuck Florida. I, Y'all suck. I uh, made a joke yay. the last time me and Jacob were in Florida. It was my, my first show back after, you know, the whole year pandemic and my first, like, yeah. you know, I was on, on the, the, the marquee, whatever. I was the first uh, comedian to go up. First joke I had was making fun of Florida, which I thought everybody would like because Jacob, nope. Jacob laughed at it twice. So I thought it was funny. And I got up there and said it and got, I, I got just destroyed by uh, the, these, these table of uh, Karen hecklers that got a hold of me and destroyed my will to live for about 48 hours. Don't trust when a comic laughs at your shit. They're not laughing at funny. You're like, oh, you're going to say that. Yeah, I I was laughing because I was like, oh, you're really, you're going to bomb with that and I want to see it. Yeah. Uh (laughs) No, the joke was funny, but then I saw it on stage and I was like, not that, eh, funny. Not that funny <laughs> <laughs> i think it was just you jason hey but sometimes was... you just gotta try you know like some because sometimes other comedians will think shit's funny that nobody else on the planet thinks is funny it's weird because comedians find shit funny that nobody else does and i have to remember that when i run something past you oh yeah there was this there was this t- moment i was at a very like chic party with a bunch of musicians so like but like the indie hip musicians at this like hotel lobby in uh hollywood and this guy was talking to me and we were like we were jiving okay and then this woman runs in beautiful like blonde gorgeous um and she's talking and she's like oh i just got back from um the from the surgery room i'm an obgyn so already she's like a billion points ahead of me and she's like, and everyone's like, oh, you, how'd you have time to change? She's like, oh yeah, my scrubs are covered in blood. I can't wear those out. And I said, you know, you can make a lot of money on Craigslist with those. And nobody <laughs> laughed. <laughs> everyone me. Like I was out of my fucking mind. She was just like, um, yeah, oh, okay. And then like turned to continue talking. And I just slowly like backed away like that meme of Homer Simpson in a bush. Just yeah. like yeah. slowly <laughs> got out of but, the conversation. Meanwhile, I, I know the like... comics, I'd be like, oh yeah. And then we'd like riff off these bits yeah, about yeah. some guy buying these blood soaked scrubs on Craigslist. But to regular people, they were just like, no, not yeah. happening. That's that's when you just need to go full Patrice O'Neill and lean into it even more. Like how much? How much like, you want for him right now? I'll buy him off you. Yeah. I'll buy him off you. Yeah. I need to stay young. <laughs> That's my Part secret. Part of my skin routine. <laughs> Real Kim Kardashian over here. Yeah. I mean, she did eat her placenta. 
Well, I, that's pretty. That's kind of normal, I think. A lot of no, people are doing not. that. No, it's not. That is not normal. That is not Look, normal behavior. Have you ever tried it? No. Have you I'm ever tried going. it? No. It could be like a porterhouse. You don't fucking know. You're just. No, you dry, you, you freeze dry it and you put in a pill. You're not just cutting into it with a fork and knife, you psychopath. Well, that's, I don't know. I feel like if you're going to do it, you need to do it all the way. Did you do this? Is this what you did when this, your kid was This born? sounds like you're trying to no. justify something right now, Jacob. Come clean. I didn't do uh, it. When, when my kid was born, I, I refused to believe it was my kid because I'm from these streets. Did your mom freeze dry your placenta and make you eat it? No. <laughs> I'm not that young. I'm from the 2000s. They threw that shit away back uh-huh. then. Uh-huh. That's young. I'm from the 87, okay? Well, you're, you're still not anywhere near Jason. Jason's from the 50s. But <laughs> I was born in 77. Hell yeah. Yeah. You're as old as Star Wars, dude. Exactly. I was born... I was born three days after Star Wars debuted Gen in the X? theater. Yeah, the he's that generation. X. The one yeah. just sits around being like, oh. Yeah, we're called oh, the like Zennials this. from 77 to 83. We're not quite Gen X. We're not quite Millennials. Yeah. The generation that hosts nothing but shitty podcasts. All right. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I know that you're, you're primarily a, a stand-up, but I also know that, you know, you have a lot of acting credits as well. So what, what I kind of want to know is like when you first go from being more of a pure stand up to like a major motion picture like Fifty Shades of Black, because I mean, you were you were a, you had a starring role in that movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what kind of goes into your preparation for that? I mean, do you do you take I classes? Do you watch I people? I took a lot of acting classes. Okay. Took, um, and there is a very big difference to performing comedy um on screen versus on stage like there's formula and there's beat and there's things that you have to like dissect in a script like Mm -hmm. there's so much that goes into acting that people don't actually realize of like that is that is very much dissecting a screenplay and the emotions and you have to think about your character and like objectives and things that that adds meat to the performance that as a stand-up, you do it kind of naturally mm-hmm. because it's just you performing or whatever, you know? Um, and it's just, a, it's just such a different beast. Um, I mean, I, had, I was lucky in that I was already in with the Wayans brothers, so I kind of had a foot in the door anyway. But, um, you know, it's just like I've, I spend a lot of money on, like, acting classes and coaching classes and Right. All that stuff that nobody sees, you know, like there's a whole industry in in anywhere that has acting of the preparation for just yeah. the audition. You know, I spent a oh, hundred yeah. bucks just to audition. Yeah, I mean, and as you should, I mean, because you got the you got the job. Yeah, I did. Uh, how did you how did you get in with the Wayans brothers? How did you meet? I was in a show called um, uh, Funniest Wind. And it was like a reality show. And I ended up getting second place on that one. Um, but, you know, they enjoyed my work. So continued mm-hmm. to work with me. Awesome. Gotcha. So yeah, you got so second place, but you should have got first. I mean, of course I should. Yeah. <laughs> Look, that's every comedy competition. If you, ser- if you win a comedy competition, you have to reevaluate yourself. Because the funniest person never wins those things. Well, the first person who I who I love and his sketch was funny, but he did have the added thing that he 
um, got naked for a sketch, okay. which is like always funny. So it's like, yeah, yes, it was the funniest thing. And my writing, I think the writing in my sketch was really good. Right. Um, but it's the funniest win. So it's like, who was, who was the yeah. Was he a fat guy? Um, no, just regular. Okay. Cause I mean, there's nothing funnier than a naked fat guy. <laughs> I mean, aside from a fat guy in a dress. I, th- I think there are funnier things. <laughs> I think I disagree I think as a, being both a naked a fat bit guy. Of a, a bit of a trope, don't you think? A little bit. I, I've been both of those people. I've, I've worn well, dresses. Like here's the thing, but why is, why is it funny? Right? You got to dissect why is it funny? Because it's a fat guy in a dress. It's that simple. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fat guy in a dress. What's funnier? Come on. No, there's many. There's here's the thing I like thinking about with that. Okay, fat guy in a dress. There's so many layers socially and culturally as to why people would think that was funny, right? So it's it's bending genders. It's like not what we think it should be. Our society's fat phobia, our society's idea of what fatness and thinness means, and like all this stuff of like just the idea of like we see a fat guy. Our culture says fat people aren't attractive. So already we're already like set up that this person's going to yeah. be funny. I'm also very much against that. I'm like the fucking fat positive that people should be treated like everybody else in this fucking world. And we have our very fat phobic society, but yeah, like should treat just them like, like assholes dicks. too. <laughs> yeah. Treat them like dicks. Treat everyone like a dick. But like, I just like, I love thinking about like that stuff. And that's stuff that I'm starting to really dissect with my comedy is like, yeah, what is the cultural thing about this that makes it funny? And also, why is that bullshit? Yeah, I know you're no. sitting there, you're like, oh, but I like fat people with dresses. No, fine. I, I fully it, understand. I'm also I, here I to, to be like, but maybe there's another way to look at this. I think Jacob just likes to look at himself naked in the mirror and laugh. Yeah, That's I mean, it's it. pretty funny for me. But no, I'm, I, I understand because, I, I mean, I come from you know, that community. I'm, I'm a fat guy and, and I want to be treated like everyone else. And I'm very body positive, but at the same time, when I wear a dress, I want everyone to laugh. Yeah, that's true. And I also know culturally, right. The way that I look where, where I am like as in a fat body that I do have an upper hand in playing off the physical comedy aspect because of the way people want to portray the way I look. Right. So whether that's I know right how or to not. play the system of it. And yeah. in some ways I'm like, well, yeah, okay. It is a fun system to go through. And then other times I'm like, okay, this like feels kind of shitty, you know, where it's like, I'll do a TikTok video and it's like, it's funny because of my physical appearance versus like the thing that I'm saying. Yeah. So it's like, I, I get it. And at the same time, like I want to do comedy that kind of like challenges that. Like I've been doing this joke about, when I say I'm fat on stage, people recoil and are like, but you're beautiful. And I'm like, well, they're not the same thing. <laughs> like, I didn't say it. Right. Didn't say exactly. that. You know, and then it's like, but then the joke is turned on them about like, well, now it's their reaction is actually the funny part. And like pointing that out. Anyways, I went on a tangent. So I started stand up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you, you make a lot of good points. I mean, uh, you know, you a lot of people say that, you know, when you take a stance on something and then you do something that kind of contradicts that, it's like, oh, you can't have it both ways. But yes, I can, motherfucker. I can I can still be positive about my body and then just be like, hey, I'm a fat guy in a dress. Look at this. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, look at what kind of dress are we talking, though? 
Uh, I can send you a pic. I can show you a picture later in person, or I can send you a picture, whatever. It's, yeah, he's um, wearing a nice evening gown the last time yeah. this happened. Hey, an evening it, gown is a nice touch. It was a, it was my girlfriend's mom's dress because that's all I could fit in. Prom dress? Uh, no, just uh, just an old dress that she can't fit in anymore. And yeah. I, I I did a we were doing this like upscale kind of like comedy show, and they told me to dress up, so I was like, bet. And so I put on a nice little evening dress, put on some lipstick. I was actually on the local news, too. So that was fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. You won the night. You were the I queen. was the queen, baby. You were the queen nobody, of the nobody had a better look than me <laughs> that night. It was very high, too. It was like, well, I shouldn't go into that detail. <laughs> I was about oh, to say I something mean, really nasty. But... I, do, I do drugs, so I don't care. <laughs> so as far do, as right? so, as far as like your acting and stuff goes, um, do you want to do more acting, or are you still? Yeah, I do. I really do, but I want to do more of the my stuff of things that I make because okay. right. I've been through the audition machine. The audition machine is really upsetting and like I really hate it. frustrating. <laughs> it's awful, and yeah. like and like I know the roles that I want to do, so I just got to create them myself. Which, unfortunately, I live, we still live again in a very, like, fatphobic society, mm-hmm. an ageist society, or whatever, well, and, like... That's the thing that sucks about, uh, you know, the, the audition process is everything's about first impressions, and yeah. one of the things you learn, I don't know if you guys do this in your acting class, but you basically do, uh, I forget what they call it, where you sit up in front of a class and you just sit there, like, emotionless, and people say the first like things that come to their head of what they would see you playing. And yeah. when it comes to me, it's like police officer, police officer, police. I'm like, I'd like to monster. play something other than a police officer or, or Russian, a bouncer. Monster. Yeah. Or <laughs> biker. Like, I get that one a lot. Racist. So Aryan like, brotherhood. And are like, mom. So it's like, mom. you know, the, the, like what you look like is basically the roles you're going to get, no matter how good you are really. Well, so, yeah. so I think that it's, it's kind of like um, there's that, right? So like you go in for a role and a lot of times this is what they're doing when they're doing auditions too is they might not actually be interested at all. What they might be mm-hmm. doing is just be, they have to do a diversity casting yeah. even though they know who they are and the contract's already out with them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like the contract's out. They're just waiting to like, to be like, oh, you know, we're going to give you this contract. The person's like, I want more money. And then they're going to be like, no, we're just going to audition more people. So you're used as leverage. So it's like, you're never going to get it anyway. Those, that's the stuff where you're like, I'll, I'm just performing for me. And if casting likes me, they'll bring me in for something else. Right. That's the only reason you do an audition is not to get the role, but just to do your best in the role so that you called back. Exactly. So there's, there's that. And then there is like, Sometimes they don't know what the fuck they want. So you have to just give them your version. Right. So like what, like whatever that is. And you're, so you're called in for that. Sometimes you're just called in just to see, like I've done roles where it's originally cast as a guy and they just want to see a female take on it. And they might just be like, no, we always wanted a guy, (laughs) you know, like it's, it's so much of it. You can't, help and then sometimes like you said like with the cop thing i'll get roles that don't accurately describe what i think i look like and then that'll like throw me off completely 
versus like just going in and being like, I'm just going to be the best version of like whatever this is. Mm. And there's like so many different layers and thoughts to just the auditioning, just like what role you can play. And I'm getting a little sidetracked here thinking about it. I'm going through some now trauma response thinking of all the auditions <laughs> I've done. But, but it's I'm, like, cause I'm like, so just, glad I can't act. Well, just, I can't act for shit. Just recently, you know, I told my agent, I was like, look, I'm taking a break for a while. Cause I just, I don't want to deal with the rejection anymore. Like I just, I, I don't want to do it <laughs> anymore. It's soul crushing. It is. It's super soul crushing. It sucks. Yeah. So I like but, doing comedy. I just get up there. Whether if, if I bomb, it's on me. If I do great, yeah. it's on me. Like there, I can't blame anybody else, but me, uh, if something goes good or bad. And if I do yeah. bad, I got to pick myself up and do better. So yeah, I, that's what I love about comedy. I don't have to depend really on anybody else, you know, for my own, yeah. I guess, uh, self-esteem, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you're actually applauded for the way that you present yourself. Right. Yeah. Like, and it adds to whatever character you are, whatever mystique that you bring is. And I, I, when I would do teach stand up, I would talk a lot about like being self-aware about how you look on stage. Right. Mm-hmm. And that adds to like who you are. Cause I would always, I would, I would see comedians. I think this happens. It happens a lot with women, a lot with men too, of like, you would see an attractive man and then he would do a joke where like, I know what I look like. And it would be completely the opposite of what they right. actually look like or are perceived like how people know they're hot. So just play up that you know, that you're hot. Right. Exactly. Stop it. Like let, let the rest of us be the weird looking people. Like hit <laughs> <quit> it. <laughs> and like, like I remember there was this one dude in one of the classes I taught. He was very attractive model type. And he kept doing these jokes about like, very self-deprecating on his looks. And I was just like, you can't do this. No one is going to listen to you. You are too hot to be being like, I look so ugly. Like no one cares. You're stealing a market. Save it for the rest of us. Yeah. But um, so like, I- a lot of women would do self-deprecating shit. And I was like, you can't be, do- you can't do this. Like it is so opposite of what we visually see with you. Yeah. Um, and also fucking get some self-esteem because I can't, <laughs> you're in the wrong business. You are in the uh, very that's, wrong business. That's where the, the humor comes from is just being self-aware. You know, uh, yeah. I think that's 90% yeah. of where humor comes from. It's, it's all definitely about your story and your perception. But I, I noticed our Zoom timer came up. We have about have five, uh, minutes. five minutes left on the call. But also, can I say this? I think that also yes. the comics is we're so self like we're so self-aware oh yeah and we're also aware of everyone else yes absolutely <laughs> that's our problem yeah i i found that uh, since i've been talking to and and you know working with bigger comics i found that no matter how big you get you're just still a comic like yeah. we all think exactly the same way no matter yeah. if it's if it's if it's dave Chappelle or if it's some kid who started two weeks ago mm-hmm. we're all just comics man yeah, and we also do. I think that we are very lucky in the in the uh, realm that we play in. Mm. It doesn't it doesn't matter so much where you are in it. Like you could be doing an open mic and Dave Chappelle shows up, or absolutely, Sarah Silverman shows up. You know, and they're all on the same level of trying something new. 
mm-hmm. and possibly bombing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's you know it definitely improves your headspace once you start thinking like that. Once you once you start seeing yourself as a peer to other comedians. Yeah. But yeah. um, but so I just let's... wanted to. I did want to say you know to both of you, yeah. the best of luck this Sunday night. Um, if, uh, I'm not going to be able to go to the show. I, of course, I have uh, a book gig over in Pensacola the same night as your, your guys' shows, <laughs> but I'm not going to push that on this show. I'm going to say you guys, uh, go to Alabama music box, uh, com, get your tickets for Jenny's show this Sunday night, and you will get to see our very own Jacob Craig opening up for it at the Alabama oh. music box this Sunday, be a lot the of good comedy, 20, man. 27th of June. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a lot of good comedy. We'll go ahead and put that ticket link in the bio. Uh, Jenny's an amazing headliner. I, I've yet to have the pleasure of meeting Andrew, but his reputation does precede himself. I do believe right. that he is a very good feature. Of course, I'm an amazing opener. Uh, I know. Prob- I probably know. the best. Probably the best in the business. Definitely the most handsome. Uh, I definitely look the best in a dress. Yes. And um, Let's yeah, see which guys. of us will be wearing a dress. Who knows? You never know. One of us is going to be that kind of dress. Who knows? So, Jenny, thank gonna... you. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thanks for having um, me. We want to have you on again. I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> you need to What's come up? back. Get a paid account. Yeah, what is I this? know. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've just recently started making enough money yeah. to where we, we're going to get monthly Zoom. <laughs> yes. The $14.99? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, yeah. we've had on very big guests. And no one wants to pay to watch our show at all. <laughs> they want to watch it for free, but they won't give us money. So if you're out there, I know you're listening right it. now. Give us a buck a month. That's all we ask for. You have a buck Patreon? A mu- yes, yeah, we have yeah, yeah. patreon.com slash, or just go to ompodcast.com. That takes you to our Patreon. Give us a buck a month. And if, if you don't sound so angry, yeah, and people will do it. Just give me money, <laughs> yeah, Jason. <laughs> just I, yeah, I am angry. Give me money because I'm here doing this for you for your entertainment. Shut up, Grandpa. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> We're doing this for your entertainment. Then, Jenny, thank you for coming on the show. We definitely yes, want to have you, you so again. Much. I wish I could meet you this Sunday, but maybe another time in the future. Don't no worry. To, yeah, no worries, dude. Um, Enjoy where everybody. Pencil. Where can everybody find you on the interwebs? Jennyzagrino.com, Jennyzagrino on everything, TikTok, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all that stuff. Um, currently on a, an app called Dockler, which is a live streaming app, dockler.com. You can check that out too. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Sounds and great. all the social media links are on jennyzagrino.com. If you go to my Instagram, I have a thing called Be My Fan, which is like a link tree. And it has all the links on there. Excellent. Sounds great. And if you want to email us, you can email us at openmikerspodcast at gmail.com. We are at openmikers on Twitter. Uh, let's see, ompodcast.com. You can go to our merch store at tpublic.com slash ompodcast. That helps out the, the show, too. Go buy a soup, a Jacob Craig soup shirt over there. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Jenny. And we'll Thank see you guys. You. Bye. 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 Bye.